Hi babes, my name is Tran and I'm a 20-something-year-old just trying to navigate life. Walking to the beat of my own drum, I'm excited to take you along my journey. Showing you that through authentic living, a whole lot of self-love, and intentional actions in the right direction, you too are capable of creating a life that you're obsessed with. So are you ready? Because I thought so. Let's go. Hi, my love. Welcome back to another episode of Girls and the Gays. <laughs> it's so nice to have you back on an episode and back here in my community, our community, actually. My love, this episode, I actually wanted to talk more about business feedback tips and advice. This is definitely where I want to take Girls and the Gays as well. I, as you know, like I'm, I bring in a lot of lifestyle stories, prompts, and experiences, but I also want to make sure that I'm capturing value in the regards to entrepreneurship, making it in your early 20s, and really building your personal and business brand, something that I really, really take seriously within my corporate job, honestly, and also outside of it with my personal social media brand, as well as my business brand, right? And so with that being said, I feel like I have a fair gauge of what that professional brand looks like and how to build one and in a way, then monetize it. And so that's kind of where I really want to start taking girls in the gaze in this podcast episode in particular. So as you know, or maybe you haven't, or, you know, it all kind of happened really fast. So don't even fret. But I had a product restock on April 22nd this past Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard, in which I did talk about in my last podcast episode. But in case you might have missed it, I had a product restock for one of my best-selling items, Shut Up, I Am Manifesting, as well as the Manifestation League hoodie. If you don't already know, um, Bestie, I feel like you probably do if you listen into my podcast. You're probably a follower of mine or a bestie of mine on my Instagram. So you'd know that I have a small embroidery business called Fruit Glutes. I launched this less than a year ago, which is insane that I'm coming up on my one year come this July. And it's been doing really really well. And it's everything that I dreamt of. And I truly feel so lucky that I get to work in my zone of genius and live in my dream life because of you and something that we are building together, our community and this business together. With that being said, as you know, and going back to why I wanted to start this podcast episode in regards to the restock, the restock was this past um, week. And so it's the 24th right now as I'm recording. And I wanted to really take this time to honestly tell you about what a product launch looks like, what a product restock looks like, the behind the scenes and everything leading up until you restock. Okay. I wanted to break it down between tangible tips and advice that is digestible for you, especially when in business, there are so many areas that you can start so many things that you can just do but sometimes you're paralyzed and like okay like where do I even freaking start like I know I need to go for I know I have this dream this passion this motivation but how do I get the ball rolling so do not fret this is why you are here we are here we're going to debunk and tackle what a restock looks like how my restock went and some you know some things you can apply with five easy steps for you today, okay? I'm going to break it down very easy, very tangible, and in layman's terms for you. In my experience in preparing for a launch and what entails for a product launch or even a restock, in my experience up until this point, since I've done it about four or five times now, I think this was my 
third or fourth restock, which I can't quite remember and definitely need to go back and double check. But from my experience up until this point, number one, I said gauge demand. How are you going to freaking gauge demand, right? Like if you've never launched before, let's say you've never launched a product before or you're about to launch your next product, regardless of what it is, how are you going to gauge demand and make sure that you're ordering enough, not too little, but also not too much, where you have way too much sitting in inventory and kind of collecting dots, right? Which please know it's absolutely okay to not sell out. Like, girl, I don't sell out all the time. And I have product that sits here as well. There are times where I overestimate and I'm like, oh shit, like I ordered a little bit too much. And so here are some things that I've learned in this part and in particular to number one of gauging demand. What you have to do is understand your audience. My love, this is going to be the biggest tool that you have in your toolkit when running a product-based business, a service-based business, whatever the F it is. You need to gauge demand, especially if you want to monetize from social media and your existing audience. All of this will kind of be in the regard to using social media as a monetization, right? Like building your business on social media with your Instagram following, maybe with your TikTok following, with your Facebook community, whatever that might be, how are you going to use a social media community, no matter big or small, in order to monetize your passion? And number one is gauging demand, and I cannot express this enough and how important this actually is. But you're probably like, Tran, well, how am I going to do that and why is that important? One, let's start with the why. It's important because now you want to know how much you're going to order an inventory, what you're going to create, and also what your community actually wants from you and what the problem is that you're actually going to solve, right? And again, like maybe it isn't world hunger that you're solving, but let's say a hoodie for myself. I want to instill, you know, high vibe energy in the regards to positive life, optimism, manifestation, law of attraction. That's the energy. That's the intangible that I am looking to instill in my besties. And I feel that up until this point, I've really communicated that well with my personal brand. And so I've been able to gauge that demand and gauge what my besties want by doing research. So this is going into the how. In gauging demand, what you have to do is Run Instagram polls, kind of see what people are commenting and engaging with on Instagram and in your community, in your niche, and what people are asking for from you. What do people come to you about? Knowing your strengths, knowing your zone of genius, what comes natural to you? What do your best friends come to you about? And use that as your sharpest tool in your toolkit once again, and fine-tune that by gauging the demand and seeing if there's a need that could be met. And so in, when you find that need, when you discover that, you are going to be the expert within that industry. You can gauge the demand, know what your community wants from you, and create a product or service that will overachieve and over-deliver on that value. The next logical step that I am going to consider when I am preparing for a restock or a product launch is my budget. What am I working with, right? After number one, I know the demand and know what my audience kind of wants from me. Now I'm going to go back to the drawing board and start reflecting on number two is what is my budget? What am I comfortable with spending and putting into the business this restock in order to purchase and make you know, the right decisions financially in order to bring a restock that's substantial enough and really delivers on value, but also isn't obviously going to break my bank and I'm going to, you know, make a bad investment, which I don't ever think there, well, arguably somebody listening in will be like, well, there is a bad investment. Like, 
Yeah, you could make a bad investment, but every single opportunity you take and every decision you make is a learning opportunity, regardless of what it is and how much you put in. And if you want to play it safe or if you want to make a risk or take something, make a riskier decision, that is up to your own discretion and how much you know your you know you know your target demographic, you know how much demand there is for what you might want, and then you can go from there. But the logical next question that you can ask yourself is again, what's the budget you're comfortable with working? with. And these are some things that you might want to consider, right? Once you have that demand and that gauge on your audience, and again, hence why that research piece is so important in number one, but in particular to budget, now what are you comfortable with spending and putting money where your mouth is? Quite literally, right? And in that regard, what are you going to spend money on, right? Is it going to be the actual blanks or inventory? Like for me, if I'm selling a sweater, how many sweaters of each size, of each color do I want to order? And maybe if it's not that for you or a sweater or clothing itself, maybe it's something that like you want to do drop shipping, right? So you have to maybe look on Alibaba. Basically drop shipping to my understanding is like buying something from Alibaba from a wholesaler and then selling it, let's say like um, setting up shop and selling it on Amazon and you're the person who kind of facilitates that transaction. I'm not an expert in that field. I All I really know is through research from TikTok, but that doesn't matter. That digresses. I'm just trying, I'm just trying to hit home like general points that you want to consider when running a business, when running a launch and leading up to a launch is Again, going back to the fundamentals here, how much money are you willing to put in and you're comfortable with in order to then maybe harvest your fruits of labor, right? But you won't see that. You won't see your return on investment if you don't put money into your business. You're not going to get what you want if you don't plant the right seeds, water it, learn, and reap the knowledge in the end once you launch, right? Regardless of how much how things go on launch day, it does not matter. Just show up, do your best, understand your audience, gauge the demand, and from there, make a well-informed guess with all the knowledge you have from your research, and then now formulate a budget that you're comfortable with. I know it can be scary once you get to the part where you're spending money and putting money into something you really don't know what's going to happen on the other side, but one, you never will know what will happen until you just pull trigger and learn along the way take the messy action, and then from there, whatever happens, use it as a learning experience and then pivot. With now new knowledge you have once you launch or once you finally go live with your business, you are going to learn so, so much and be the executive and CEO of your business. But that takes time, that takes repetition, that takes a lot of messy action and then you know cleaning up as you go and making well-informed and better business decisions as you continue to show up and as you continue to gain that knowledge. You won't ever get that, however, if you don't actually build skin in the game and build thick skin, right? Putting money where your mouth is at the end of the day allows you to have skin in the game and hold yourself accountable. And you know what? I'm going to pull the trigger and I'm going to do this and I'm going to really live out my best life and create my dream business and create this opportunity for myself and my family. That is something that I realized that putting money where my mouth is really taught me and along the way just learned and pivoted along the way, right? Like that's all I really did. And 
the other half of, you know, like I'm talking about spending money a lot, right? Like the first part of budgeting is obviously there's spending, but I think there are areas that we might forget is what are you comfortable with saving? And therefore meaning things that you will have to take on, right? Like right now, as you are building your business, there are some things that you're just going to have to do and things that you don't want to do, but you're still going to have to do it in order to save a coin or two. And that is a big difference, right? A dollar or two dollars here, there, a shirt. If you can save a dollar, every single shirt that you're making because you are making it yourself rather than outsourcing that, do you know how much you can save? Like a dollar a shirt, and let's say we are selling 20 shirts, that's $20, right? And so $20 you can now reinvest back into yourself or save is huge. So while you are considering things that you're spending, maybe consider consider things that you are also going to save by doing yourself or asking a friend or family to help you, right? And so those are some things that you can start considering when planning within a budget. Now we're going to go into number three of this discussion, which is where are you going to source? Now that you have this product or potential service that you might want to provide, where do you need to consult or go to as a resource or, you know, somebody to outsource your work or what you might need to do or the areas that you aren't good at in order to be that pillar in your business to finally get that product or service live? Let's say I am launching a sweatshirt And I know I want to embroider on the sweaters. Well, now I need the sweater themselves. Where am I going to go to outsource to find the sweatshirts or find a wholesaler? These are things that you want to start thinking about in order to know, okay, like this is my next step. I think oftentimes we paralyze ourselves and thinking, oh my goodness, there's so many things that I need to do, so many things that I have to consider, but you end up not starting at all. So I really want to make sure that you have the fundamental questions that you're asking yourself to get this ship sailing, get the motions moving, and get the ball rolling. (laughs) That's what it was. And now to this point, now that you're considering where you're going to source, you also might want to make sure you're asking yourself, where are you going to outsource? Therefore, some things that you just don't want to do, some things that are outside of your zone of genius, like some things that you aren't an expert in, like, girl, do not waste your time because time is money. If you do not want to do it, you don't find joy in doing it, and you are at a point that you can potentially, again, going back to number three, you can afford to do it, then consider outsourcing. I've done that. I did it, honestly, at a very early stage of my business as well. I had some money saved up, so I knew that I can afford it, and it was within my budget that I was working with. And I also knew that this was outside of my zone of genius and I just didn't want to do it and it bored me to do it. So therefore, I paid somebody to help me design my website. You're going to pick up that design is not my forte. So I outsource that a lot in different areas of my business, both in within coaching as well as it w- as well as within Fruit Glutes. I ended up outsourcing for some of the stickers that I wanted designed because I just didn't have the bandwidth, nor did I have really the knowledge to design stickers themselves. So I paid my friend to do it for me because I knew that she is really good within the UI, UX, design, that type of industry. So I had her do it and it was awesome. It was great. And I was able to focus on other areas of my business and move the needle forward in other areas. While an area that I might not be a genius in or an expert in, then I outsourced that, right? So we kept everything moving. The ball was moving and I was progressing in my business in areas I was good at, focused in, and I was able to outsource something that I wasn't a pro at just yet, right? And 
if that is something you want to consider, then definitely consider it. And a resource for you that you can use is called Fiverr. I absolutely love Fiverr. Using freelancers and finding other freelancers on there is an absolutely great tool. So I would suggest you look on there as well. We are nearing the end. I hope all of this has been helpful up until this point. You'll have to let me know what you think. But number four, going right along this strategy is marketing. Girl, this is creme de la creme, bread to my butter, and truly the secret sauce to everything that I do. Everything, okay? Everything. Everything else, yes, leads up strategically up until this point, but I confidently feel that this is something that I've gotten really focused in on and also helps because I did my entire undergraduate degree and went to business school for marketing and social media marketing and sales. And so I am here to tell you the marketing strategy with what you do, especially now with the world of social media, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, whatever platform and medium you're using, using an omni-channel experience, like therefore many different channels to market and advocate and speak about your business so people know that you have something coming is absolutely so, so important, okay? I don't know why it took me so long to think of that word. What entails a marketing strategy? It started when you started with number one of gauging demand, having a budget, and knowing when to knowing what to outsource and what to source, but it all accumulates to this one moment of now knowing your audience so well, now knowing what you want to work with, how are you going to deliver that value in your personal brand and business brand? Uh, Something that I found, a formula I found that works for me is a 70-30 rule. 70% is personal content that you're going to create and push out to market yourself, market your personal life, who you are, take your besties along your journey of creating a business, creating things in real time with them so they feel a part of your journey and not just thrown on and tacked on just as a transaction. You do not want to communicate that, right? So making sure that you bring free value, bring content that talks about who you are, what you do, what you're interested in, your passions is so important because people get to know you as you first. You humanize your personal brand. Therefore, once you use the 30% of talking about your business, what you do, your entrepreneur life, creating this business, People absolutely will fall head over heels, begging for more, drooling for what you do because people are just curious beings. We all are curious beings. We want to know what you're doing. We want to know. I mean, girl, uh, let me speak for my, my, my behalf, on my behalf and let me just tell you now as a consumer myself, if I'm looking to purchase from like, let's say somebody I find online and their Etsy business, I want to know who they are, what they stand for, what their mission, their purpose is before I even swipe my card because I feel compelled and I might see myself in their story, right? That is why humanization and personal branding and business branding is so, so, so important. But why I also say the 30% you must talk about business is the last piece of advice here. It's kind of like a bonus slash number five is you have to talk about your products. You have to talk about your business in order for new people to understand and know who you are, but also your existing audience so that they know what you're doing. They know that you have a product to offer. They know that you have a service that's coming out and launching. How is anybody going to know what you have to offer, what you're creating if you keep it under wraps and just surprise everyone, I'm launching a product. 
Like, great, fantastic, I'm sure that's a great strategy. However, I found that it's even better when you take people along a quote-unquote follow-me-along-this-type-of-journey type of narrative so they feel that they're part of your story, they're part of your growth and part of your entrepreneur entrepreneurship and personal brand. And that is something that has become the bread to my butter and the secret sauce as to why and how I've been able to sell out and keep inventory moving within my business is because I do this, I apply this. And if you see on my Instagram and you look in the regard to how I create content and how I show up, I use a mix of both personal and business in order to talk about what I'm creating and bring value to my audience and to my besties. But why the 70-30 rule is so important is because, again, like I said, the 70%, you're using that to talk about your personal branding and in a way, quote unquote, make yourself relatable to the audience that's looking to consume your content. Content nowadays is so, so, so important. I'm sure you know that, especially the world where the world revolves around social media, I feel like sometimes, and you're going to have to make sure you find a boundary that works for you in regards to showing up, creating content where you find balance and it's not consuming all of your life because I am an advocate for having those boundaries and making sure that you don't let social media run you. You use social media as a tool for yourself and you make sure that you can use social media with the right boundaries and premises around it so it doesn't run you. You're not on your phone all day long. You post, engage, and you make sure you're intentional. And I can absolutely talk more about that in a later episode as well. But for this strategy alone and for number five, four and five actually, with marketing strategy, 70% personal, okay? 30% business. It's important to talk about your business as well, but you don't want all of your content to be all just business and promotion of your own self and your own brand because that is just, it feels more insincere. It feels more like a transaction. And the thing is people purchase and buy from humans. People purchase and buy from purpose, mission, value, and having that identity, right? Like when you think about like, If I go and purchase from a sustainable brand, for example, like Grace Beverly, she is a founder of Tala, which is a sustainable athleisure brand. I feel that I am supporting that cause. I feel that I'm supporting Grace Beverly and her story, her her come up as a founder, like as a woman, founder, young entrepreneur, that's what I'm supporting. And also Tala, her personal, her, her business brand supports, you know, eco-friendly brands and that's like literally from the top of my mind i know all these things because of her content so when you use examples from other people and other brands and brands that inspire you what do they do well use that as a strategy yourself and make sure that you kind of weave in a personal and business brand that sings and harmonizes together so when people leave your instagram page It stays rent-free in their mind and they know who you are. Like me being able to list out Grace Beverly from the top of my mind and who, what she does, who she is, it's because her brand lives rent-free in my mind and I know what she does. I know how she shows up as a founder, as a woman and being a badass and I absolutely love that and that's why for me, it was easy for me to like, let's say, jump on her launch, have it in my calendar, swipe my card and support all that she does, who she is, what her business is and her to the core, right? So you apply that to yourself It's going to be a no-brainer when people purchase from a relationship with you because they support you to the core as who you are first and obviously your business as well, right? All that is to say, tying it all up in a bow and running it all start to finish, number one to five, let's do it, what is it? 
Number one, my love, gauge demand through research of your audience. Once you have that demand and that research done, you can start to number two, gauge budget. What are you comfortable with spending while also comfortable with saving? Number three, where are you going to source as well as outsource the product itself, design, freelancing, etc.? Number four, the creme de la creme, cream of the crop, my favorite thing ever, marketing. How are you going to market your personal and business brand with a 70-30 rule? And lastly, bonus, but also number five, talk about your products because nobody knows if you don't advocate for yourself. Show up, be loud, be you, be authentic, and celebrate your wins. I'm absolutely so proud of you. Thank you for supporting my product launch. If you don't already know, I run a small business called Fruit Glutes. You can find me on Etsy. I have a few products still listed. I would love if you can help support me in my small business. I have a few sizes left in Shut Up, I'm Manifesting and one size left in Manifestation League. If you can please help me take those sweaters off my hands, I will absolutely love to package and send it your way. Love you. Thank you so much for everything, and I will talk to you so soon. Have a blessed day. My love, if you enjoyed this episode just as much as I enjoyed making it for you, please do me a favor and get onto social media. Help me get the word out by tagging me. What was your favorite part about this episode? Please go ahead and let me know. I'm excited to hear from you, and until next time, have a blessed day. You got this.